I'm Tim and welcome to Cigars Daily Live coming to you from sunny Phoenix, Arizona with a gangbusters episode. We are bringing you tonight something unholy in the cigar world because we're talking about what did I call it? The cutting edge of new blends. Ooh, I was on the fence between uh, cutting edge and the bleeding edge. But I thought the word bleeding would be bad for the algorithm. Yeah, yeah we don't want to get in trouble for that one. <laughs> okay, well, good. We decided on the right name. Uh, we're talking about some brand spanking new stuff tonight. And by the way, we're not just talking about it. We've got it here in the studio. Uh, oh, lots of stuff that's not even whoa. out yet that won't even come out till later this year. Whoa. And there might even be a chance for some of the guys in the studio to grab some onesies, twosies <gasps> later. I don't know. if they, they might stand the chance to win some things. What did he say? If they, if they can compete with my level of knowledge about uh leaf well never mind we're, i'm going we're, we're going <laughs> I, int I intend to win all of them myself yeah, just so you know, right? uh of course my name is tim and i'm the host of this show but all of you watching at home you're the co-host so drop your cigar comments and questions down below your topics will li literally drive this episode although we got a few things we really want to share with you as well and of course to help me run this shindig behind the camera is billy the kid and el rey del terran Go over a little bit and you can get your crown. There you go. There you go. Yeah, the crown is <laughs> yeah, close. I needed it's a little, it's a little crooked, but it's all right. Layton drew it too high. And sitting third chair tonight, who did great on comments last week, is Patrolman Layton. Patrolman. I'm still trying to <laughs> come Officer up with a good Officer EMT. Layton. EMT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He tried to arrest Terrence earlier. I stopped. Whoa. <laughs> get on the ground. I was like, all right, dang. I'll, you just, I just wanted some coffee. All right. I want... <laughs> You're that resisting. Made me, that made me laugh way more than it should have. Uh, Billy is going to be taking comments throughout the entirety of the episode. But what I do want to do tonight is take you guys in on some of the new stuff. Of course, the PCA trade show is going on as we speak, as this episode airs. I was at it this weekend and uh, got a look at a lot of the brand new stuff that is coming out. I put out a video on the channel this morning taking you to the trade show floor. And like a lot of the publications go there. And they like, they go around to every booth and like, here's the new products from such and such and so and so. It's exciting. <laughs> oh. And I don't really do that. I usually just take a camera, stroll around the trade show floor, wreak a little havoc, annoy people and like have fun. And then we look at a few new things that are coming out that are exciting. But I'll tell you even more about them tonight. And I'm going to give you guys some of the stuff that we that I haven't put in videos thus far. We'll give you a sneak peek along with a pretty big announcement, at least at, at least in the HQ here to be, yes. be a big deal. We have a very pressing issue. A uh -oh. very pressing uh -oh. issue. Did you Up say front. hi to Steve Saka? I said hi to okay. Steve Saka at this trade show. I learned okay. my lesson on the last one. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, I put out some video with him in it today. We had a great conversation, too. How long and was it this time? Pause. How long was it? Your conversation. That was. Uh, I put the whole thing in the video, so it must have been five minutes. Wow. And he, and I literally snuck in before he had a meeting with Bob the Cigar Guy to do the, like, here's what's new. And, uh, and 
so I just stole a few minutes and and stepped on big on Bob's toes. I love that guy. Okay. Um, now I want to take comments from people who are watching at home, Billy, and there's a lot of stuff going on in the comments. So ask your cigar questions, put them in the comments down below, ask about new cigars, anything like that. I'll answer as many questions as I'm able to with the small brain that's in my head. Okay, here we go. This first one is from Mr. Joshua. Hey man, good to see you. Today at the cigar bar I work at, one of my regulars gave me an Opus X Destino al Siglo, Passion Robusto. So I will be thoroughly enjoying that with the show. It's fantastic. Fire. In fact, this gives me a great opportunity to take you guys inside the trade show floor. Before we do that, uh, I want to show you guys something really quick because that, that Archo Fuente Opus X Destino Al Siglo Passion Robusto. First of all, the levels of depth and complexity that goes to the Opus X, it puts Dante's Nine Rings of Hell to shame. Yes. I mean, this is like just like the Dante, the the Opus X, Fuente, Fuente, Passion, Robusto, Shark, Siglo. It just goes like there's so many different uh, ones. Out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like hard to keep track of all that stuff. But Leighton, you're a bit of a, a Arturo Fuente fan, are you not? I am. I am. And when you first started working here, let's get, let's put the, yeah, let's put that mustache is just strong right now. Officer. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So when, when you first started working here, you wore this Fuente shirt. I did. Yeah. And, but you had never smoked an Opus X. That's true. And, but (laughs) so I gave you an Opus X and maybe your first or second week working here, you smoked it. Did it live up to the hype for you? Absolutely. Like there's zero burn it shoes, super consistent all the way through. Um, that was a while ago though. So I might need to get a new one or so, another one here soon. Another one here. All right. I'm going to have to keep them on hand just so we can try them every other yep. month, I guess mm-hmm. now so that Layton can keep up on what the Opus offers. And I'll be interested two years from now to hear what you think about that cigar. But I'll say this Layton asked what the Fuente booth was like on the show floor. So I thought that I'd pull that up and give you guys a look inside. Uh, Layton, this is your tour of the trade show floor. You see, for me, the danger is that going into a booth comes with the temptation of spending money. And so I just I just walked past it. I didn't really do much there. Anyway. Well, I got one question for you, Tim. Yeah. Were there any rare pinks at the booth? Here, put that video up one more time. Look in the bottom right-hand corner. I will. Corner. Oh. And yes, inside the booth, of course, there was. Now, Dang. now here's what you got to know, though. And when you go to these trade shows, like the goal is for a lot of the attendees yeah. to get free cigars. Yeah. Hence why I have this baggie of nine cigars that won't come out until later this year. Uh, I in, in my early years, I would go to the PCA trade show and try to get as many free cigars as I could. But now it's just like what, like I'm going to get hundreds of boxes of a lot of these. So I might as well just <laughs> wait for them. Uh, but. You got to know your different brands. If you're looking, if you're going to that show looking to get yourself an Opus, you know, Fuente Opus Opus Shark X Pink thingy, you're, you're probably not going to get one. Like that, there are yeah. certain brands that don't really do a lot of the sampling type stuff at the trade show. Yeah. Your Fuentes, your Padrones, these guys, they are play it by the rules type guys. All right. I want to get into the comment from home. We're also smoking some brand new cigars in the studio tonight mm-hmm. that we'll tell you out about after this comment right here, Ooh. which is coming from Kamu. Hell yeah! I'm outside on deployment right now in 95 degree heat, 
getting my Southern Draw Rose of Sharon acclimated before the show starts. What a wise man, prepping it so he doesn't yeah. blow it out. There we go, dry boxing. Dry that's boxing it in the air. Yeah, no, that's exactly how you should do it. And congratulations. I hope you enjoy the hell out of the thing. And by the way, thank you for your service. Thank we you got a lot of PCA questions. We got a lot of PCA questions. Yep. All right, we're going to go to PCA questions in just a second. But first, I got to tell you guys about the two cigars that are around the studio tonight. And the first one is, uh, it's going to be lineup two in our yes. thingy. All right. So the first one is brand new. There are some cigars that are not about to come out. They're out. They're already here. And they're cigars we talked about in our upcoming video, maybe last week. The first one is actually one of my most anticipated cigars of the year, and that is the Diesel Vintage Series. Vintage. So yeah. the way that Diesel is putting this out is this is sort of like, if you guys follow Padron, Padron has the 2000, 3000, 4000, just like their core line of stuff. And then they've got all the fancy schmoity toity 1964s and the 20s. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> In a that whiny baby voice, too. So, Fuente's got all, or Padron rather, has got all these really high end special cigars, but then they're everyday smokes. Now, Diesel has said, we're going to put out our sort of everyday brand as well, priced very similarly around the seven, eight, nine dollar range, depending on the size. The, uh, the Diesel Vintage Series is a cigar that I lit up and just crushed my palate. Bold flavor with this really nice attainable flavor profile with like brilliant complexity in the midst of boldness. And I'm going to ask Billy because, Billy, you don't like stuff that's peppery or spicy, but you chose so, this cigar for this episode. I'm not even trying to hype this up, but you just said 7 to $9, and that completely blew my mind because I thought this was going to be like a 15 to $17 mm. Cigar based on smoking it, based on smoking it, and wow. I'm about halfway through it, and it starts off like the first I don't know five minutes is very peppery, yes. and I yeah. almost yeah. put it down. Me too, and it has smoothed out, and mm -hmm. it's uh, like I'm shocked that it. I feel like He's I'm shocked like, uh, infomercial right now, but I'm not <laughs> like really and truly. But I'm wait, there's more. more. Sham wow. Okay. Oh, I well, wasn't even in that shot. I was, it was covered up by the cigar. I'm sorry, Terrence. No, the next one Pull the only Terrence can tell us about. I think, on, are, Terrence, are you smoking this? Oh, I'm not smoking it right now. It's going to be my next one. Oh, it's going to be your next one. Oh, All yeah. Right. So the next one is, of course, a, a setting for Terrence. El oh, Rey right. del Mundo, the Shade Grown, has Ooh, hit the shelf as mm -hmm, well, mm -hmm. which I got to say. I've said this before, but I'll say it again a million times. El Rey del Mundo is made by one of the largest cigar companies on the planet. And you don't always expect those companies to like knock it out of the park with something unique and different. For those big companies, it's typically safest to kind of go down the middle of the road and put out something that's reliably good and will appeal to the most people out there. But the El Rey Del Mundo shade, I smoked this right before I went to the trade show. Mm -hmm. It's like mild to medium, has yep. like real presence. Yes. And breaks the mold for blending because it's a Honduran Puro. Wait, all, what? Yeah, all Honduran oh. cigar. It uses a Honduran-grown Connecticut wrapper grown under the cheesecloth there in the fields of Honduras. And it's got a binder from the Hamastran Valley, which, by the way, is a growing region of Honduras. We know a lot about the growing regions of Nicaragua, which is, you know, Esteli, Jalapa, Condega, and Omotepe. These are sort of your growing regions analogous to the, you know, growing regions for scotch. But then in uh, Honduras, they've got the same thing. They've got, uh, uh, let me see if I can get them because I was writing about them today. Uh, I'm not going to be able to get them all. I can already tell. Uh, Hamistron, Talanga, and Hold on. I can get it. It's right here. It is Copan. Copan. I think, and there's three or four of them in 
Honduras as well. But all Honduran cigar with really nice presence that absolutely crushes at around a $6 price point. Okay. So just so you guys know, you can learn more about these cigars and the details of them on Cigars Daily Plus. And there's a super secret tonight. So check them out over there. Find incredible value in the blends from Diesel and El Rey del Mundo. And we'll be going there for the after party to Cigars Daily Plus anyway later. All right. You said lots of questions about PCA. I want to get to them right now, Billy. Start us up. Julie Floor said, Tim, did you and Jim share a room? Well, this is kind of a personal question already. I like it. <laughs> if so, who was the big spoon at PCA, you or Jim? That is not a personal question. I can answer that right now. You know what's interesting? Jim and I usually do get a room together. We usually, like, this is like, okay, listen, I'm going to just, I'm going to, I will give you two personal of information, please. PCA and the TPE trade show are like the two of the very few times that Jim and I are away from the shop. Yes. And so when we go, we usually celebrate. And the way we celebrate is we go out to a massive steak dinner where I will attempt to eat as much steak with blue cheese on it as I can from the nicest restaurant we can find. I mean, 32 ounces of porterhouse is what I put away at this, this PCA. Okay. And that was holding back from the 64 ounces that I, nearly did last pc or a tpe quitter quitter we also usually get like a really nice room but this time we didn't do that we got two separate rooms at the venetian they were very nice and my my pillow was a little spoon (laughs) okay (laughs) let's get some more pca questions that one was creepy and i appreciated every every word of it next one is from sean furrow how much money goes into those booths lots too much (laughs) too much is exactly the answer Hmm. i like you know it's it's really hard for me to shoot at that question with a number because a the booths are drastically different in size. Some of these guys take up a lot of space, some of them take up a little real estate. But I mean to say that an average booth is putting in in the neighborhood of $100,000 might not be ridiculous to say. It's a lot. And it, one of the things that's been a main complaint in the cigar industry is the fact that, you know, PCA went into some tr- some deal with the Sands, which is now the Venetian Expo. Uh, where they were using this union labor, where it was like $100 to run an extension cable or $8,000 to hang your banners from the ceiling. And so the trade show was getting obscenely expensive for a lot of the cigar makers. I think at this point, they're working to resolve that. That's why this year you see the big four cigar makers who dropped out. That's uh, General Cigar, Altidus, Davidoff, Drew Estate, and Drew Estate are starting to go back. Drew Estate will be back next year. General was back this year. Altidus was also back this year. So now they're all starting to come back because some of that stuff's been worked out. But it is expensive as like you can as you can imagine. But this year it was really good. And if you watch my video that I put out on the channel about this, uh, there was this really positive just feeling and vibe and buzz in the air there. And I think that two things contributed to that. One thing, a year after sort of the FDA's regulations on cigars have been shot down by Judge Mehta. I love. Uh, They've been shot down and shot back. Now we're not looking at getting new cigars canceled, which we were for several years from 2018 till 2022. We thought the door on new blends was going to close completely. And now that's not the case anymore. It looks like new cigars will be able to be released, but it takes time to come up with a brand new blend. And so for the last year, all these cigar makers have had the freedom to like start making new cigars again and thinking that their cigars will get to stay in the market. So this year we saw a ton of new releases and we'll talk about those in a few. I don't want to go on too long. Oh, your question is how much did they spend? Let's get some more. All right. Uh, this one's from Luca Martino. Tim is 
there is the cigar trade show like a gun show? Okay, let me, I'm going to read more for context. Or do you have to have a cigar business to attend? No randos, just able to walk in and get and get out with killer sticks. Yeah, you put your cigars in your bag and you put a little flag down the flute and you just walk around and sell them. <laughs> it's like, I got a 1980 Davidoff number one. draws right down the middle of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, this is nothing like the this nothing like the gun shows. This trade show, the PCA trade show, and I, I think there's a ton of value in the fact that they like they let so many media people in there. In order to get in, you either got to be a cigar maker, a cigar vendor, or a media person. And it this the purpose of the PCA trade show is purchasing. It's re mm. it's like resellers purchasing from wholesaler from cigar makers rather. And they've got a ton of press people there. And I always make fun of them because they walk around with like cameras and camera cases and lights. And they got a guy holding a boomstick with a microphone on it. And it's just like three or four people to tell you guys what new cigars are coming out. And I literally walk around with a little pocket camera, DJI Osmo pocket that I just hold and I stick in people's faces. And we make like great content with it. I think that I authentically sell more Osmo pocket cameras every year at this trade show than some cigar makers sell cigars because every single person who sees me with it is like, what the hell is that? It's got like a gimbal on it. Shoots 4K. You know what? Pretty amazing. Let's get another comment. You shot the entire Woody video with that. Camera, I shot the yeah. entire Woody video with that camera. No cheroots booth from Texas Taurus. <laughs> yeah. Where's the no, cheroots? There was no cheroots booth. Uh, there's no cheroots buddy, in here either. <laughs> my buddy Tony that makes the cheroots. I didn't even see him at this trade show. That was such a bummer. Oh. Do you guys have any questions about the trade show other than why you didn't get to go? Yeah. yeah. Why, why didn't we, we could be your camera crew? Yeah. We I know you be, could. Yeah. And my we, whole we point be is the that I don't need a camera crew now because I got this little thing. Yeah, you do. Thing. Oh. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you sure do. Yeah. These guys were hard at work here at the shop and really appreciated everything they did. All right. What's the next PCA? Actually, project? I have one thing I need to get off my chest real quick. Uh, it's a shout out, actually. <laughs> One of our customers called in. He said that he's blind and he can't really type into the chat very much. So this is a shout out to you, Pittsburgh Eddie. Hope yeah, you Pittsburgh Woo! Eddie. Yes, sir, Pittsburgh hey, Eddie. Can we bring up another co customer right now? You just want to shout out customers? Well, this it's one's just, from you better be blind. Canada. Oh, oh. We're Who is talk. that? So we can't say his name. I don't want to put anybody on blast. But All right. And so, customer service. So, real quick before we do this. Yes. This is something I tell people all the time. <laughs> The Cigars Daily HQ acknowledges that Canada is a hell of a thing. And it is kind of a crap show up there. And Canadians who want to get cigars from their favorite places in America need to understand that there are three parties involved in that. There's your favorite place to get cigars. There's your home where you're going to keep the cigars. And there's customs agents on the border. Yeah, right in between the two of them. Those That customs agent is like... Your girlfriend's dad on prom night, okay? Oh. <laughs> Literally there to hurt you. Terrence, yes. take it away. All righty. So we got this return in from USPS, great people. And Buddy spent... So these, these came back to the HQ. These came back to HQ. And Buddy spent $52.91 on, on a little pack of cigars. It's a, let's see, a factory smoke sun-grown Toro and a 10-pack of Poco Tiempos and a cutter. $52.91, and he's paid $30 for shipping. Damn. Canadian Customs wanted him to pay $509 
in duties. Almost 10 times as many. Yeah. What? <laughs> that is not real. So who is that customs agent? We wanted to acknowledge this on the show tonight because like I got a call from an angry Canadian the other day. He was like, hey, eh? <laughs> it was like, hey, what's going on? With, what's going on here, eh? I just got a call from customs, eh? And they told me that I need to pay $390 in taxes then. Eh? And I was like, <laughs> I said, yeah. Like, eh? and, I, and like, you can put anything you want in terms of conditions. People still aren't going to read it. He's like, well, what's going on there? And I was like, there's no rhyme or reason to how they charge you taxes. Like probably six or seven out of every 10 orders go through untaxed. But then that one that they do tax, they tax you for all the ones that make it through. They're yeah. like 500 dollars. I think they just have a dartboard with different numbers on it. They just throw darts at it. And they're like, yeah, we hit the five and the zero a couple of times. Charge them 500 $500, eh? $500, eh? $500, eh? Sorry oh. about that, Canada. We appreciate your support. All right. Uh, let's keep. We're going to switch gears because it's summertime. Summertime. And they're wanting to bring what they enjoy with them. So we're going to get into some summer travel plans. All right. Cigar questions. All right. Okay. This one's from Jay Bennett. Tips for traveling with cigars, smoking them on a cruise. That's not how he wrote it, Tim. He wrote it in all traveling with cigars slash smoking on (laughs) smoking them on a cruise. I'm sorry. You got to yell it, man. It's all caps. You got to say it in your Tim voice. Tips for traveling with cigars, smoking them on a cruise. Is it worth, is it? It worth it? Can I answer that for you? I would love for you to answer that. No, because they don't let you smoke cigars on the cruise. You can buy them and then they'll hold them for you to then. They won't let you smoke on a cruise. They'll let you smoke I'm going to have to push back on that. The, at least the, the cruises, Carnival and Norwegian won't let you smoke cigars. What? Okay, so you got to check before you go. You got to check before you go. And this is what Terms I Terms and conditions, people. <laughs> I, I can tell you guys more about this on the after party. I have ignited the international fury of the world before and learned about how much other countries hate America and Americans. And it's kind of warranted, but that's all beside the point. When it comes to going out of the country on a cruise, I say do what you want. You're an American and people assume that you're going to do that. Oh, so do it. Yeah. And then when you get in trouble... Do, do whatever suits your conscience the best. I'm American. <laughs> I mean, if, for sure, if you're anywhere in the world and you go ankle deep in the water, you can smoke. That's pretty good. But I would say if there's a place on a ship where you can smoke cigars, I've been on a few cruises and I remember smoking cigars on cruises. I think that you should check with the cruise company. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if and should you do it? Yes, absolutely. It's your vacation. Like if somebody yes. else is upset, you should be like, it's my vacation. I don't get many of these. You like you can go up and be like be in Mexico, get in trouble. Uh, lo, lo, lo siento, un americano. I'll put it out. Oh, like you just just be a little ignorant sometimes. You know, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. I've never been on a cruise. All right, give me. You've never been on a cruise, nope. Layton? Not once. Me neither. Is this like? Is this a religious thing? No. Okay. <laughs> I was checking. Never been on a cruise. We're of the same religion, so I didn't. I didn't know if there was something that I wasn't oh, aware no. of. I don't know how to you swim, so like being on a boat in a lot of water don't don't make no sense to me. So I ain't never been on a cruise. So along those same travel plans, and yep, Tim, I let's know get you can travel this one. one. Uh, Dwight Bond heading to Mexico in August and wanting to bring cigars. Any issue bringing your own through customs? Nope, you're good to go. So. There is technically a number of cigars you should be able to bring with you, but a travel humidor in your carry-on luggage, nobody's going to fuss with you over that. If you've got fake Cubans in Mexico, which is all you're going to get there, unless you go to, my understanding is, the Habanos SA authorized dealer in Cabo San Lucas is the only place to get legit Cubans in Mexico. And even then, I'm like 60% sure that's true. Um, 
bringing Cubans back, you want to remove the bands or do some, you know, magic to try to make sure they don't know that they're Cubans. Put the band in your pocket, put the cigars in a box. But going down there, you can bring some cigars with you through customs on the plane. If you're bringing 20 cigars or less, they shouldn't give you any trouble with it. I, but I do recommend, and I spoke with somebody in the humidor earlier today about this. Keep them in your carry-on luggage. Mm-hmm. It's pressurized. The temperature is pretty well managed. It's going to be like the, the least amount of hassle for your actual cigars versus throwing them into your check, like check luggage. I mean, are you checking luggage anyway? God, I hope not. Do you guys check luggage when you travel? Nah. See, Terrence knows what's up. Nah. I've been no. flying on plane solo since I was six years old, and I can go anywhere with just a backpack. See, I don't need nothing crazy. That's what I'm talking about. All right, Billy. And I check luggage. <laughs> what else we got? I want to take people back to the trade show floor because there's We're some going cool back stuff to the trade up. floor. Going, going back, back to the trade that's show. Right. Trade show. Uh, we don't have any trade show. Oh, here. Can we go? Do you mind showing a video? Because we got a great segue. I don't. I, I don't always like segues. You know that. You know what a fan I am. Ruben Verdugo. Tim, did you see or smoke the 10 by 100? All right. So Terrence is in a second here is going to play this, this clip from the trade show floor. And so the answer, uh, I'll answer it afterwards. Anyway, take a look at this. this is me. I always put in my purchase orders before I come. I kind of want to be at the front of the line, but I want to make sure that I get the newest product first. I got an obscene number of these. And, yeah, it's almost obscene as the size. It's almost as obscene as the size because I know that you guys are going to want them. Something that I will never really fully grasp, but I just got to say here that now holding it, I feel the weight of the craziness of this cigar. Each one of these is a full tobacco plant. <laughs> oh my God. That's not true, but it sounds good. It sounds it? really good yeah, when yeah, you yeah. say it that way. That's amazing. <laughs> all right, what's the wrapper on it? So it's uh, San Andres Maduro, and then it's all, all of Nicaraguan uh, fillers and binders. It's the same blend as the, as the Lunatic, only in a, a, you know, it makes the 80 look like, you know, like a baby. Like, like a, a baby? Yeah, like a Corona. Yeah. yeah, the 8x80 is now, it looks like a Corona. The 8x80 is a Corona, and this is Dad who's been drinking beers for 10 years. Yeah, he's hanging. Maybe 20. <laughs> he did. Okay, so after <laughs> after this happened, okay, after I, I met with Terrence Riley uh, at the Agonorsa booth, he looked at me and he's like, dude, do you want to walk around smoking one of these? And I was like, no. No, like, like not. No, not at all. Like, not this even is why bit. you need me at the trade show, because <laughs> I, I would have done it. We I know you would have done it. We could have had a picture of Terrence and Terrence shaking hands with gigantic cigar. I'm sorry, I just get real shaking emotional when I talk about. I'm gonna, gra- I'm gonna, I'm gonna quick shot a few of these real quick. Just one second, Billy. Mick Rib says, "How you doing?" <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> the pleasure helps maintain maximum humidity. Or the pressure, the pressure helps. That's from traveling one. Okay. <laughs> pleasure. All right. Uh, I thought I saw some more of these. What do you cut the one, ten by one hundred with? A machete. Yeah, you would need, you know, I, we, we carry a cutter in the HQ that actually would cut that cigar, but yeah, the 10 by 100. And what he said is true. Like he, he, Terrence talked about in the beginning. He's like, yeah, how many of these you bought, Tim is obscene amount. You know that you bought too much of something when you get to the trade show booth and they're like, oh, you're the guy that bought all the 10 by 100s. I'm like, I didn't think it was that many. And they're like, no, it was many, many. So anyway. I'm excited for it. If, yeah, if I know you are. I know I mean, you are. Okay, so I'm a fan of the Lunatic. I've already smoked the Mad Folk. I've already smoked the other large cigars. But like, a, let's say it's going to be another seven-hour Lunatic blend. I'm cool with that. Dude, I'm the cool Lunatic is a great blend. And if yes. the flavor hits the nail on the head, it's probably worth the smoke, I would say. Yes. But I, but again, I maintain what I've always said. Cigars that large should not willingly be smoked unless you've lost a bet uh, or or just Terrence. It's your last cigar. Maybe you're on death row or you're just Terrence. 
Although, Leighton, you've said that you, you would be wanting to smoke the Woody at one point. I'd probably go with this one, though, the Lunatic, personally. But Why? I think when you fill the curse jar I don't want to do both. Yes, the smoke. Ooh, fill the curse jar up. Either smoke a Lunatic or a Woody. I like oh. it. What did, what did you <laughs> no cussing on youtube no cussing on youtube you get two quarters for that all right uh smack your hands see. officer uh all right i want to grab a couple more comments here and then we'll go back to the trade show because i got a couple more sticks i want to show everybody and then uh, we got a pick of the week as well someone was whining at me the other week that we didn't do the pick of the week anymore robert rayborn how moist does the cap get when you smoke your cigars very very nice. moist yeah. You know, so I, this is actually a thing in the cigar world. Some people's mouths are more slobbery than other people's mouths. Mm -hmm. It's a, it happens. So you're probably smoking a cigar right now as you're listening to this or watching this or listening to the podcast, which by the way, you can get wherever you listen to podcasts. And so just take a look at the end of your cigar and ask yourself this question. How moist is it? Now, I, moist is a pretty subtle way to put it for some of you guys. If you're a spitter, chances are it's sopping wet right now. It looks like yeah. it just rained all over it. All right, guys, show them around the studio. Sh show, right. Let's see some. Let's see some caps. How moist is? How oh, moist? Wait, is? That's too dark. I got to hold it's, it by me. There you go. It's pretty There's moist. A little wetness. I'm a, I'm a biter, so it, Billy it just goes on there. Billy, yours get. You see, you got a presentable V cut on the end of that cigar. Yeah. Still, mine gets all mushy. You start seeing the insides come in. It's like I'm a biter. I like to. Have I will something. say, I used to get my caps very moist. I remember you as that guy. My wife gets super mad at me. Cause she'll Cause she wants every, to puff the cigar because she wants to puff the cigar and she hates like her when she smokes her cigar, she barely like she does it. So it does not get moist mm. at all. So I've trained myself because my wife gets mad at me. I also get different cuts more wet than others. If it's a straight cut or a V cut and I just have it in my mouth, it gets more moist. But if I have a punch, I'll just put my lips to it, yeah. pull the smoke through. So that might just be a me thing. Layden, what's yours looking like? What's your Honestly, what's your cap? It's pretty dry right now. Okay, not too bad. I can still see my crown cut pretty easily. So wonderful, Tim. What's yours looking like? Brent and I stopping wet. I'm a dribbler from Brent and I. <laughs> <laughs> so I, my my caps stay pretty damn dry. And I used to. I like Billy. I used to be a bit of a, a slobber as well. Now here's what I noticed. So I'm smoking a cigar and doing something with my hands with both hands. I drool a lot. Oh, yeah. So I can always tell after about 20 seconds of holding a cigar in my mouth, there would just be a string of drool run all the way down, and I can hear it sizzle when it hits the ember. This is not a great conversation. Let's uh, let's the next comment. Next. And there's, you know what? There's too much. There's too many comments about this. So I got Brent and I sopping wet. I'm a dribbler, all moist, V cut, deaf, moist. Most of it, everyone's saying it's moist. It's pretty moist for you guys. Okay, well. Gross. Hey, we, all, gross. we all got like the Biden or something. You know what I mean? All right. Let me take you guys back to the trade show floor for just a minute because there's there was one cigar out there I was really looking forward to. I got really late, you know, notice that this was coming out. And based on the way that this year has gone, this cigar has got me hot and bothered, like all like all mm. tingly and mm. well, moist. Nice. Uh, and so this nice. one was with my very good friend who I adore, Nestor Placencia. Uh, we went to the Placencia booth. Uh, it was the only place where I placed an order, spent enough money to buy several new cars, made me sick to my stomach. And uh, you're about to see why. So take a look at this. Kind of the Coast 151 is coming. This is coming, so you have to try it. It's amazing. 100% Honduran Puro. We want to have Honduran that you know what Honduras have to offer for cigars. For Everybody's tobacco. like Nicaragua, 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 yes. which is good. And Nicaragua yes, amazing, is amazing cigars out of Nicaragua. Honduras has very interesting character. 
And I tell you guys this in other videos, but the, the Kosage 146 and 149, they show you the versatility also of Honduran tobacco. Yes. Everyone always says Honduran leaf is so earthy and it doesn't have to be. Ah, it's powerful. If you, can, if you can harvest the way that have to be harvested, you can ferment it the way that have to be fermented, and if you give it to the artist so they can make amazing blends with the product that you, that you grow. So we are 100% vertical integrated. We control the quality since the seeds to the final leaf to the final product for you guys for enjoyment. Dog, okay. I'm sold. So this is that cigar right here, dude. Yeah, sell. Easy sell, right? Another Honduran Puro, sort of like, you can put it up there, El Rey del Mundo. Sorry, so this is throw. one of the cigars in tonight's lineup. Of course, learn more about it on Cigars Daily Plus with the super secret. New for me. Uh, check it out over there on Cigars Daily Plus. We'll be going for the after party. But this one, the Cosecha 151, is not out yet. And I have to be honest. It's not going to have a black, white, and yellow band. What? No? What? They had an issue with the band printer. So there's where all the yellow is, there's going to be gold foil. It's going to look super I love classy. Gold! gold. Uh, it's going to be amazing and classy. I did smoke one of these at the show. Oh. And I like I still am kind of up in the air about whether the 149 or the 151 is better. But it's really? another, I mean, absolutely stellar, dark, all hunter and puro. I'm a big fan of these that are taking Honduran leaf and showing you that it's like way more complex than, you know, what people normally think Honduran leaf is, which is earthy and smooth and like, mur, mur, mur. okay, good stuff. So that's the Cosecha 151. That one is coming down the pipes as well. And I got just one more thing to take you into the trade show floor for, and I want to get to Billy's next comment first. Oh, uh, I got, I got called out, Tim. Oh, you got called what? out. You go ahead I'll and read, read it. this one. What? This is from Oh my Ray gosh, you're full of crap. Calm. I mean, I knew that. Billy full of crap. Yeah. NLC Norwegian Cruise Line literally has a cigar lounge on their ships. I bought over 100 cigars on board on my last cruise, which mine had 100? that, but you weren't allowed to smoke them there. You could buy them, but you could not smoke them on board. So maybe it was just so that can you only line. smoke them in the lounge? Ray, can we get a little bit more more information? Yeah, wanna... Ray, I want you to shut Billy down so hard in the comments that he doesn't speak another word for the rest of the episode, please. Yes. But make sure it's something we can put up on the screen. Okay. <laughs> I I PG thirteen, please. I think you'd have to check it out because if you can smoke cigarettes on a cruise ship, you should be able to smoke cigars and you could do it outside. It's like mm. not that big of a the issue. wind's blowing is not gonna be like you're in the any, ocean, like yeah. issue issue. <laughs> All right, Billy, get us one or two more comments. And I got a, I got a, I got actually a really big announcement tonight, this personal thing. And I wanted to share it with you guys for a while. And I think I'm going to do that here on the show tonight. So Ooh. we'll do that in just a minute. It's like a big, it's, you know, I talk a lot about special occasion cigars. I got a special occasion coming up. The biggest special occasion I've probably had since we started, you know, Cigars Daily, started the YouTube channel. Whoa. This is like, it'll change your, change my life. Okay. Next thing. He's gay. You didn't say that in the mic. You know what? That's a cuss jar anyway. All right. Oh, you go smoke that thing soon. All right. Well, the Aaron Bray says, Why is it that when I hand out a good cigar to someone who quote unquote enjoys a good cigar, they almost always let it go out five times and then they're done with it halfway through? Anyone else have this same annoying issue? Why'd you make them sound so nasally? <laughs> just, I don't like, know. I, I feel like Aaron's a pretty well. I don't know. Name. I guess I assume someone's a nerd when their comments really long. I just <laughs> I have very little to go on to judge you people at home. You wrote a lot of words there. I figure you got to be maybe a wordsmith. Is I'll that, wrap it next. Is time. that how you read long text from Allison? That's how I read long text from Allison. <laughs> if you're gonna be home late again, <laughs> um, so 
this is a so to answer your question, anyone else have this same annoying issue? Yes. Yeah. I want to give mm -hmm. a resounding yes on behalf of the people watching this. And especially if you're just getting into cigars, let me explain something to you. In fact, if I can, explain I'm going to spread it. my legs out so I can mansplain it real good. Oh, yeah. In the cigar world, there are cigar smokers and non-cigar smokers. And non-cigar smokers are exactly the type of person who's like, I always enjoy a good cigar. because. Cigar smokers are typically the guy that's like, yeah, no, I love cigars. What do you have? And they want to know what's good. And if, if they don't like typically, if you've got a brand that's relatively well known, something in the, you know, maybe even boutique era that people have heard of. And I'm talking about like your Southern Draw, your Dunbarton's, your, your West Tampa cigars, like stuff. Like, somebody knows that they're in the cigar world. They know what's going on. Even if they know like some of the older heritage brands are like, oh, I like Macanudo and I like Monte Cristo, but they don't know the boutique stuff. Maybe they love cigars, but then there's this dude. He smoked cigars like a half a dozen times in his life. And he's, he smokes maybe once or twice a year. And then he sees your fancy cigar collection and he figures I've done that before. I know what I'm doing. And you're a real cigar smoker. So you've got real cigars and you hand him one of your real cigars. And he's like, Oh my, this has a strength that I was not ready for. And then he does exactly that. He puts it out a few times, puts it down, and it's like, okay, I'm done with that. You'll learn that most people who come to your house are going to be these people. Your mm -hmm. cigar smokers, you'll know they're cigar smokers before they come. Mm -hmm. So this is why people do this. You buy a bundle yes. of some stuff. Yes. Okay? You buy some things. You're going to get yourself some Flor de Olivas, some factory smoke, some Rico Baratos, some Skittos from Asylum, maybe some a 7x70 if your friend doesn't come out of the closet yet, 7x70. <laughs> uh, you're going to get some stuff that is in the more affordable range, and you're going to eye these people out, and you're going to see. And if you show them a factory smoke and they don't know the difference, you're going to let them smoke it, and they're going to put that down after an inch, let it go out five times, and you're not going to worry about the fact that you wasted a good cigar. Everybody has to deal with this issue. Or you put fake Cohiba bands on them. Or you put fake, you know what? Yes. Yes. Why the hell not? And if you can convince them that an acid is a real Cohiba, you get some loyalty points. We all have that one person where they're like, I smoke cigars. And you're like, oh, what do you like? They're like, oh, I like the chocolatey ones. So you hand them, let's say, a Camacho Factory Unleashed 3. Like, oh, this has great cocoa notes. And they're like, oh, this is more bitter than what I'm used to. <laughs> That's right. All right. Really? I want to get some more comments, Billy. Grab them. I've been redeemed. Oh, I've been oh. redeemed. Sky Striker Black. Went on a cruise recently Ooh. that sold cigars. So I bought an Arturo Fuente. Nice. I figured that I would smoke it on the ship casino since they allow smoking there. Went to light it and they told me, oh, there's another one. That cigars aren't allowed. Bum, Boom. Bum, bum. Prejudice. Well, that's like, and I'm thinking on an outer deck where smoking happens. That's kind of where I'm thinking you could get away with this type of thing. And just to be clear, when it comes to smoking, I typically will go with the get away with it as long as I can, because sometimes just nobody will notice. I went, once went to a BMX racing thing <laughs> with my son and all these kids are racing BMX and I smoked a Toro and then a half of another Toro before a guy came over and he was like, you can't do that here. And I was like, can't I though? Because I did. Okay. Don't, break, to me don't break the rules, everybody. Don't break the law. Where did you do it, Terrence? So I was downtown. So every every first Friday of the month, downtown Phoenix gets blocked off a little bit. You can walk around. There's vendors and yada, yada, yada. And so as soon as I got there, I was like, this is a lot of people. I don't really want to conversate with too many people. Cut light, walk around smoking a cigar. I'm around thousands of people and I'm just 
Fuming. There's a lot of weed there too. Yes, but my cigar smoke covered up all yep. of that. I don't want to be around that kind of stuff. And some lady came up to me and she had like three, four, 19 little kids behind there. And she's like, you can't do that here. And I was like, then let me just walk away. Like I've been walking this entire time. Yeah, dude. That's a, uh, you know, and, and typically that's what you're going to get. You're going to get some offended uh, offendee that's going to come up and be like, you can't do that here. And you're going to say, okay. And then, you know, if they go get the authorities, then you kind of got to. Did she okay. have colored hair? Did she have blue hair by chance? <laughs> no, she didn't have a blue mullet, actually. She just looked like a regular mom about this long of hair. So blonde I was just hair. like, whatever. I'm <laughs> so just walking away. I've been walking. This is stick number three for me. So shut up, lady. <laughs> You're like, no big deal. It's my third one. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I can give your kids all one and still be good for the next year. Leave me alone. All right. One more, uh, one more comment, Billy, from the fine people watching. And then I want to dive into uh, Nick Malilo showing us some of his new cigars, talking about one. And I got some stuff in the studio for you guys. Let me see if I can stump you guys real Ooh. fast. All right. Go for it. Oh, thank you. you, Bradley Towers. Thank you for the super chat. You can say something next time you can. You're allowed to. Uh, Aaron Bray, tell me about when, why I should purge a stogie. Purging. Purging's got me into a lot of trouble. Uh oh. When you don't do it on purge day, you get in a <laughs> lot of trouble. So sometimes a cigar will give you a problem with the flavor. Maybe it tastes a little bit bitter, or it's just like there's just a little too much of something you don't like in there. Purging is the idea that you can burn off some of what's not tasting quite right. And so you're going to take a lighter, pray to God that it has fuel in it because you're on a live show streaming on the internet. It's the lighter you use in every one of your cigar reviews. You don't want it to look bad. Then you're going to blow through the cigar. And if you can do circular breathing like you do when you play a bagpipe, you'll do really well on this. a lot of people do that. Yeah. I and I'm going to exactly do that right now. Mean. I'm going to blow on this and I'm going to circular breathe to keep the breath going. But I'm essentially going to blow through the cigar and I'm going to light that. Oh, it lit. Huh. I'm going to light that <laughs> breath and we'll see if a flame holds on. If a flame holds on to the end of your cigar, then something is burning off. If it doesn't, then there's nothing to burn off. All right. And this is the end of my diesel. Uh, can you vintage, put that up there? My diesel vintage, vintage series. series. Damn. Look that, at by the way, I am enjoying the bejesus out of I smoked three of the cigar today. Jesus. Jesus. All right. So he's lighting it. He's blowing. And it's holding a pretty good fireball. So it looks like you're getting some of those impurities out. Mm. And it's still going. Still going. I'm surprised. Yeah. All right. There we go. It goes out. Thank you, Terrence. I appreciate the, the support there. Yes. And then when you take a draw, and this is where this gets me into a lot of trouble because I talk about this purging idea and other cigar snooty snoot, YouTube loud, annoying people like me are like, that doesn't, that doesn't work. Here's what I say. Try it. Try yes. it. Try it. And tell me that your next draw on the cigar isn't cleaner, cleaner, better, crisper flavor. Just yep. like, oh, that's what I fell in love with in this cigar. Next comment, Billy. Wait, I got a question for you. Yeah. Can you play the bagpipe? Is that something you learned in your seven years for your four year degree? I cannot play the bagpipes, but uh, if I could, I wouldn't. So I, I searched up bagpipe audio, trying to get it in time for when you were in a purge, <laughs> and I was going to play it right into the mic. <laughs> well, that was good. It was a little slow to the draw. I, I wish you could have gotten it. But okay. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to throw up one. Your 4044 says purging works, and Curtis L says 100%. They are Thank correct. you. They I appreciate correct. it. And Sean Turner says, I love the bagpipes. Well, good. I like them when I'm in Scotland and no other time. All right, uh, Billy, go ahead and give us uh, another comment here. 
If you're about to pull the one that I'm looking at, I'm not going to know how to answer it. What causes an eggy taste from your an eggy taste? I have never smoked a cigar and thought, you know what? Eggs, eggy. Terrence, you get mold. Do you get an eggy taste? I have. Huh? I have. Do you know the cigar? Drew Estate egg? It was not the Drew Estate egg. You'd be surprised. But I've gotten weird flavors like soap. And I've gotten some from egg and or some some egg. And I got them from El Rey Del Mundos. I'm El not going to lie. Okay. I, now, here's the, here's the problem. Some people describe notes in the way that another person might describe the same note differently. This is kind of like, is, is red the same red to me that it is to you? Maybe what I see is red, like I you see green for what I see is red. I don't know mm. if that makes sense. Okay. So there is this idea of a sort of maybe a mineral note that's almost salty that comes near the end of a cigar. I get that sometimes. It's what I call a mineral note that you might find or define as eggy. I don't know. Maybe may a flavor note that I get and talk about, but certainly weird notes do pop up in cigars. And if the note feels weird to me, like sometimes that mineral note fits right in with the flavor profile, seems intentional. It's one thing you get with the Aguinorsa experience is this, uh, the Aguinorsa experience, like a six cigar thing, you get some of their their uh, Fumas, where you taste one type of leaf in the blend. There's a Criollo 98 and a Corojo 99 in there. You can, you can see that I think it's a Criollo 98 adds almost a saltiness to the blend. And so there are these flavor notes that come out that you might describe as eggy or a mineral note or something like that. I have, a, I have a suspicion that that's the same note that we're talking about. And I do get notes like that. And when I do get them, I talk about them in reviews sort of as much as they're there. Is that helpful? I also think if cigars are too humid, they start getting some weird taste. They do. And yes. and I feel like the flavors I really want are muted. Yep. And like the flavors that I don't want are like are, yeah. present. Yeah, I like them a lot drier now. 65% is my go-to humidity. Okay, Billy. Oh, I want to I want to take one really quick. This one's from Brad Brad Clark on Facebook. Purging works, but you have to burn it like Tim did and not just blow through it. Yeah, like you have to like you have to actually ignite a flame and hold a flame. Whatever's in there, you're burning off. And I don't know what it is. People say nicotine. They say it's the tar, the tobacco, whatever it is. Doesn't matter. Makes the cigar taste better. Yep. All right, Billy, give me one more, and then we're gonna give people our big reveal. Ken A. Tim, does a magnifying glass really work to light a cigar? Yes, it does. So I put out this short, and I've been I've been planning this for like two years. Yes, you have. I've you've talked to me since I've been a customer about right, it. Right, right. So I so I've been like for two years, I'm planning this, like I'm gonna light a cigar with a magnifying glass. And then I bought the magnifying glasses and I lost them. And then I was at home the other day in my linen closet in my my laundry room and I opened a cabinet. I was like, there's that magnifying glass and it's the summer. So I came back. Layton was my cameraman for this mm -hmm. short, and it did not go at all how I expected it to. Cause it took five minutes to light yeah. the cigar. Cause I'm lighting it with like a pin prick of a heat flame. And so I'm like literally going around the cigar with the magnifying glass. And then I got a wicked bad burn. I tried to touch it up. Look for the short on our YouTube channel. It's probably one of the most recent shorts I've put out it. I do not recommend it. And we were like squatting the whole time. We were squatting and didn't really. Need I think it was a subconscious thing. Cause the last time I think I had something to burn or like magnifying glass, I was probably yep. like burning ants. And that's why I needed to squat down. That's probably why and, we're yeah. squatting down. You know what? You're right. Every time I've used a magnifying glass to burn something, it was in a squatting position. It's kind of like you don't have to raise your hand when you knock, right. but you just do it anyway. <laughs> you can just knock down here, but you just subconsciously <laughs> raise your hand. I've and never knock. thought about that yeah, before. You know what I mean? But now that everybody has a ring cam, I'd feel really weird about it. I'm just knocking on the door. 
What's that? <laughs> They're like, what does oh, that guy have in his hands? Open the door. Yeah, open the in, door. Baby. I got something in my hand. <laughs> yeah, now if you don't do it, you're it's weird. You're weird. Okay. Should we get into this big reveal, Tim? You want to do the big reveal? Okay. I do want to do the big He's reveal. coming out, everybody. So, uh, yeah, this is, my <laughs> this is my moment. A lot of eligible guys are going to be really excited. Um, so, Nick Malilo's coming out with a bunch of new stuff this year. He's got the Knights Commander. Uh, he's got the uh, the Matapa. He's got the Charter Oak Pregnataro and the Pascale. I think I said that right. And I talked with him about these cigars for 10 minutes. And I'm going to put that video out as soon as I figure out how to cut out the immense background noise that's going on uh, and get it so that it's audible. So in this, it's going to be a little peaky. It's going to sound a little peaky. But this was a part of the conversation I had with him to share something with him that I haven't talked about online yet because I got a really big special occasion coming up in my life. And, and for what it's worth, I talk about these special occasion cigars a hell of a lot. And like when you have a special occasion in your life, like you buy a house, you get a new car, you got a baby, like the big things that go on and what cigars should you smoke for them? So this new event in my life will be the genesis for a ton of content like that, I'm sure. But I've been looking for a cigar to commemorate the moment. And while I was at the trade show, I figured it out like right there on the spot. And so I thought I'd share this moment and reveal sort of what that big instance is in my life. Size of Connecticut cigars were only five and a half by four feet. Soft box grass, 12 pound box. Completely different blend than four light chunk row. All right. Completely different blend except for the wrappers. Okay? Nice. Yeah. But these are these zones, the hair was kind of There you have it. That is the what? big. So this is, I found this out a few months ago and uh, thank you, by the way, I see all the comments, Billy, you just, will you just quick slam through like 10 or 10 or 15 of those? Uh, thank you guys very much. Yes. I'm going to be a grandpa. Yes. Which sir. is a week, which by the way, I got to say in the cigar industry, when I tell people this in the cigar industry, like Nick Perdomo, who also just became a grandpa, he looks at me and he's like, well, you're like 20 years younger than me. What the hell? Like, it doesn't feel fair that I should get to celebrate this. But you know what? I don't care because it's like I'm on a cruise and about to smoke a cigar. This is my journey. and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of yes. this. So my girl is 24 years old. Love the daylights out of that girl. And uh, she is going to have a baby come early next year. And I was thinking about what cigar should I use to celebrate this with? And it was literally Nick Melillo puts out the uh, Pascale and the Preg Pregnataro to commemorate his two grandfathers who were huge Ooh. in his world of smoking cigars when he was young because they both were big cigar smokers. And I was like, I was literally having the conversation with him. And I was like, this is that cigar for me. This is the cigar that I really, really want to 
uh, that I really want to use to celebrate becoming a grandpa at 38. I'll be 39 when the kid's born. So damn, there you sorry. go. Hey, congratulations, man. But thank awesome. you very much. I appreciate Peepaw that. Tim. That's crazy. Peepaw man. Tim. I don't know what my name is going to be. If Allison's watching, she'll put it on there. Cause she's already decided what the grandkids Timmy. Are call me. <laughs> Timmy. Timmy. Also this entire time, Tim's been talking about this. Like, have you guys seen the Simpsons movie where Flanders is like, I need to announce something to you guys. And Homer's just gay, 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 gay. <laughs> that's what like this whole episode. And that's all he reminds me of, man. All right, Billy, get some comments from the people. What's everybody saying? Uh, Kilkin Ash says, congratulations. What I'm surprised to hear is that you're 38 and have a 24-year-old. That's what everybody says to me. Got Thank busy. you very much. Yes, I am 38 years old and I have a 24-year-old daughter. What, what can I say? I grew up in America. I got a blended family. What, what can I do about it? Uh, let's see. Are you going to make a grandpa sampler? Oh, whoa. Oh whoa you can believe that there will be more than one grandpa similar that's the first thing we both said <laughs> when the, you told me i was like we gotta make grandma rec or grandpa recommendations the, the peepaw pigs. yes sir peepaw pigs that's so gaslighting so i just lit up the by the way the perla or the perla del mar my gosh el rey del mundo shade grown Dude, give it to me Tim. even loving it even following up just following after what mm -hmm. happens with the uh uh, with the diesel, which is really strong. This is still very present, like mm -hmm. really it's holding good. its own. It's holding its own. Dude. It does have that earthiness that you expect from Hunter and Leaf, yep. but also a lot of character for Connecticut. It is so, really like so good. It. It's All probably right. my favorite Connecticut right now, and I'm not exaggerating. It's money. Like, hell yeah. I get that paper bag graham cracker, a tiny bit of cinnamon. I get that earthiness, and it's so smooth. I am getting a little bit of a wonky burn, but I'm telling you, there's something about when they slap the El Rey Del Mundo name on something, it's a banger. I'm going to grab one, banger. Billy. It makes you tingle. A.M. Creed says, does this mean the new Charter Oak will not be a budget stick like the normal one? Correct. Yeah, no, that's one thing Nick talks about in the video. The new Charter Oaks are going to come in 12-count uh, boxes instead of 20 like the like their traditional Charter Oak does. And yeah, they're going to be a higher price point, like double, like 12 bucks a stick. But I think that the way Nick Malilo blends, they're going to be reliably good, and I think most people will gladly get that get them for that price but i can also say like his tabernacle his minalik a lot of his his elwa wednesday all of those are 12 dollars cigars yeah. and yeah. they are phenomenal that's like, pretty much they they punch way above their weight class where i've had 20 dollars cigars that had the same flavors and characteristics that i paid 12 13 14 dollars for so even if it isn't going to be the same charter oak that you're used to it's going to be worth the money i haven't uh, had one yet yet yeah, <laughs> I will say that I can always attest for a Nick Malilo blend, no matter what the price is. All right, Billy, get that comment you were going to get. Dalton Miller says, congratulations. That means Jim will be a great grandpa if he isn't already. Congratulations to you both. And yes, it does mean he will be a great grandpa. And no, he is not already. So Whoa, his first okay. Great grandpa that. awesome. instance. That'll be fun. All right. Um, I want to get uh, some more comments from you guys, but just to let you know, in a few minutes here, we're going to go to the after party on Cigars Daily Plus. It's where you can learn more about, first of all, the Diesel Vintage Series. Ooh, yeah. Probably one of the new releases I'm most excited about that doesn't say Dunbarton on the band. <laughs> and like rock and flavor. I've, I mean, I've smoked probably 10 of them. I literally got a couple before they came out and I smoked just three of them even just today alone. Uh, outstanding blend from diesel and a core line blend, not another limited release or, you know, triathlon cigar that, you know, Justin Andrews is doing with AJ. Also the uh, El Rey del Mundo shade 
brand spanking new. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them cigars you guys can learn more about on Cigars Daily Plus. And there's a super duper duper secret there. New for me. New folks. Check that out over there, guys. Lots of new stuff coming out. And the last thing I'll share with you uh, before we put some cigars out into the studio here, and I want you guys to be a part of this, uh, is was the highlight of the show. And I, you know, we talked about this very briefly at lunch today, but people keep asking us, like, what was the highlight of the show for you? Mm-hmm. So Jim and I were having one of our fancy dinners. We went out to a fancy dinner together. It was just Jim and I. And we're sitting at the table and we ordered these pork chops, but they were just the best pork chops you've ever had in your entire life. Mm-hmm. I ate all of mine and half of Jim's. They were that good. And we're sitting there and who do I see? But Laurel Tilly, what from AJ Fernandez? Which, did you say you, she's been ghosting you for the past year? Yeah, well, we've sort of been ghosting each other because she texted me oh, back at okay. one point. I didn't text her, but you know what? She she was going. She was like headed to the bathroom, and she came by the table and she was like, "What's up?" And I was like, "What's up?" And so we're chatting. We chit chatted for a while. She's like, "Hey, before you leave, you got to come by the table because we're having dinner here with everyone from AJ Fernandez because Laurel Tilly, who was formerly with Macanudo, now works with AJ Fernandez." And uh, then my buddy Frankie who's been on the show from AJ Fernandez comes by to go to the bathroom. He's like, Tim, what's up, dude. And then AJ Fernandez comes to the table just what? to meet Jim and I, like he wasn't cool. even going to the bathroom. That's like he awesome. came over to the table and he brings a translator with him. Cause he usually uses a translator to speak to people. And it was like, so great. Like AJ Fernandez comes over. I stand up. I'm like, I got a mouthful of pork chop. I'm like, Oh my God. And shook his hand. And, uh, I, I think we were both a little shocked. Just like there's not a lot of people in the cigar industry we haven't met yet. AJ's a huge name. We were so like over the moon about it. And uh, and he was like, he was like, sir, you make a lot of cigars. And AJ was like, Spanish, 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 Spanish. And his translator said 170,000 cigars a day, 42 million cigars a year. Ooh, and man. then they shook our hand again. And then they were gone like ghosts in the wind. Oh my! And God. it was just such, it was so cool to meet AJ. Such a, such a good guy. Anyway. All right. We got time for one more comment while I grab some goodies here. Tim, what about the Oliva Roaring 20s $300 cigar from Ken A? So I am not planning on getting that for my humidor. Mm. So if you guys watched our video today on, uh, you know, the whatever, the cutting edge of cigars inside the PCA trade show, I released it this morning. Uh, It's probably other than this episode. It is the most recent video on our channel. And uh, I met with Oliva Nick, which I always do. He's always my first person I see at the trade show, every single one of these. And he showed us a $300 Oliva, a Roaring 20 cigar that is half covered in solid gold. And they're 300 bucks a stick. They're going to release like 1,210 count boxes. Mm. And I was hemming and hawing about whether or not to do this. And here was the deciding factor for me. The cigars come in this beautiful 10 count box. You can see the cigar if you watch the video on the channel, but the cigars are just in the box next to each other. And for a cigar that people would undoubtedly buy one of, we were like, do we take it in consideration that if someone buys one of the cigar, then you got to package it and get it shipped and hand it to a shipping carrier and get it delivered in good shape to the point where it doesn't have a crack on the foot or a crack on the wrap relief or it's dried out or something like that. Do we want to take that chance with a $300 cigar? Ultimately, we decided not to. Mm. You know, Jim and I talked. If the cigar came in coffins and in individual mm-hmm. coffins like Dunbarton's Muestra de Saca or uh, Florida de Las Antillas 10-year. Florida de Las Antillas 10-year. Thank you. I appreciate that, Terrence. If it was like that, we probably would be doing that because that's what a cool experience that would be. But at the same time, without the ability to reliably do that, 
we don't even have our own coffins here. So that's a cigar we probably won't bite off. At least like a tubo. Okay. At least like, yeah, yeah. a tubo or There's something. There's a question like on everybody's mind. Ooh. Julie Floor, did Laurel still have bangs? <laughs> no. And I was looking, I was just staring at her. Like, who dis? I was a little bit drunk and I was like, and I was looking at her and I was like, those bangs, those aren't bangs. That's not bangs. But I didn't bring it up. <laughs> she bangs. She bangs. My watch is telling me I have an oil change tomorrow. Okay. We've hit the one hour mark. We have something important to do before we go. Are you going to throw these back, again? What's that? Are you going to throw these? Because we actually got an email in. From Did someone a, get yeah, I got a throw. very some, upset customer her, that Bill. said we disrespected a cigar for throwing it at us? Well, yeah, we Layton would catch his. Hey, whoa. whoa. <laughs> we were like six feet from each other and he line drived it like this i did it throw right it over. as hard as i could <laughs> but in de- in our defense just to put it out there in our defense uh matt booth threw a cigar at my peeping at this trade show he saw me <laughs> he was at a table talking to somebody and i was just standing there glaring at him and he took it and he whipped it at me with incredible accuracy i might wow. add had it been done anything it before. other than a cigar i would have been doubled over on the ground in pain shout out boofy baby i know and he whipped that cigar at me, and it is currently in my humidor at home, and it did not crack. I'd be so scared if he whipped something at me. Okay, so here's what I got tonight. I'm gonna tell you guys. I'm gonna tell you guys what these are. I'm gonna hold each one up. So Woo! pay close attention. I didn't do images of these. So let me just do some arranging here on my desk. That one goes there. It's that Christmas. one goes there, and this one goes here. Cigar number one. This cigar right here. This is a Placencia. Alma Fuerte Natural in a new Robusto size Whoa, that has not even been released yet. Like the Robusto one? The Green or? Band one. Yeah. Okay. Call a Robusto size. So I'm going to give this to somebody in the studio. And if you guys can answer this question, you'll have three seconds to uh, say ding, ding, ding and answer the question. Uh, and I'll tell everybody watching, go over to Cigars Daily Plus. We're going to head to the after party. I'm going to give away just a few of these. I want to mention a lot of them, but I just want to give away a few. $20 cigar right here. Uh, if somebody can tell me uh, what leaf on the tobacco plant grows in between the Seiko and the Lajero. Oh man, that's Terrence. One, two, Capo, three. Uh, <laughs> okay, the answer is Viso. I'm just going to keep yeah, that one for myself. Go. Okay, uh, now let me. Oh, I really want this one. I really I'm going to come one. up with these. I'm going to make sure that nobody gets any of these. <laughs> I really want I don't this get one. Any cigars. <clears throat> All right. Um, let's see. Uh, in uh, 2018, uh, sadly, a factory fire claimed tobacco and cigars for <laughs> this cigar brand in 2018. Who can tell me what that is? One, Sereno? Two. It's Tony three. Sereno that runs it. Kentucky Cheroots. Nope. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to keep that cigar as no. well. That was the Placencia Cosecha 151. The answer was Arturo Fuente. All right. Uh, Wait, the they next had another one. fire this year? They've had several. No, 2018. I know, but they had another fire this year. Oh, they've had several fires and a, and a container still in it. Oh, my gosh. The next one is a uh, Foundation Matapa, an amazing new cigar that has just come out that is going to go to the three-second uh, answer of a person who can tell me. Um, oh, man. You don't I even know the I didn't answer write these questions down. You don't even know the answer, Tim. Okay. So anybody who can tell me what... Uh, 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 B2W means for the wrapper grade leaf of the uh, Connecticut Sober Mesa Brulee. BTW? B2W. One. Really? Two, two, three. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to keep that one as well. That is a reference to the, to the priming and quality of the Connecticut leaf. It's basically the top level, top. <laughs> Terrence is rolling his eyes. All right. Okay. I'm going to give away one more. 
here. Okay. Give, this you one haven't is a, given one away. This one is a red. <laughs> yeah. Are you actually going to give anything here. away, Tim? <laughs> I'm going to see if I can give these guys one. I'm going to see if I can give them a, a question that they can answer right here. Uh, for the person who can tell me accurately the wrap relief of the Oliva Milanio Maduro right now. Uh, sun grown Ecuadorian. I know it's the regular dark. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Oscuro. All right. You know what? I honestly, I didn't know the answer to that one before this. So that one's going to go to Terrence. All right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> the next one I didn't talk about in this video previously at all. And I want you guys to know that this is on its way. I went and saw Rick Rodriguez from West Tampa. Whoa. And I said, Rick, are you going to release anything else in that damn attic series? Uh, I got the answers all coming through here. Viso. Thank you. I appreciate that. Joshua Rivas. He's right. Sumatra. Honduran. Yep. Okay. Uh, I asked Rick Rodriguez, I said, <laughs> are you going to do work. any more of those attic series? And he gave me a box pressed blend attic right here. That's not out yet. There's no packaging for this. There's not even a, I don't even think I'm supposed to talk about this online. So a new attic series cigar too. will be coming to the person in the studio who can tell me when cigars go into the mold. Okay. <sighs> Uh, for wrapper and binder before they before binder and filler before they put the wrapper on it. How long does the cigar go into the mold for? Fifteen seconds. That's wrong. Thirty seconds. Six weeks. Six weeks. Five minutes. Five minutes. All of you were wrong. Uh, the answer is twenty minutes, but the answer is also it's done differently at every single factory. So yeah, there's exactly. no right answer to that. I'm going to keep. I was close to myself. <laughs> All right, and then the Pegnataro, the. Uh, foundation charter oak pegnataro is this one the pascale the dark one that i intend to hey. smoke for becoming a grandfather so i almost definitely don't intend to hand this to anybody so i just need to think something to really really difficult for you guys this will be a question that does have an answer by the way <laughs> um okay uh don't have it be the twins question again. in cigar factories back in the day they used to have a guy sit up and read the newspaper ooh, to ooh, everybody ooh, the lecture Oh, like you were raising your hand. What are you doing? I, raising I your hand on it. This is street rules. Lady. This is street rules. <laughs> street ball, bro. You got to throw some elbows. All right. So Terrence has got one. Billy's got one. The next two are just for Layton. Okay? Oh, man. I'm going to see if I can still look real dumb questions, here. And then we're going to head over to the after party. Look real dumb. All right. This is the uh, Pegnatario, Layton. I'm going to test your... Uh, I'm going <laughs> to test your, your grit here. Let's put the camera on like, yeah, let's, there you go, our officer. <laughs> Do we need right, the, like, like, who wants to be a millionaire music going in the background? <laughs> we can't because that's copyrighted. That is copyrighted. Uh, Layton, the, that's too easy because it's too easy of a guess. Do a hard one so I don't look as dumb if I get it wrong. <laughs> okay, I'll do a really, really, really hard one. All right. Um, what was the first American Viking cigar to be released Ooh. with a cigar ring on it? Ooh. Guess cigar filthy ring? Viking. Yep, the first one that wasn't a naked cigar. Oh, I have no idea, but I'm gonna make a guess. The Obrigado. Oh my gosh! Let's go. All right, that one's for Layton right there. And as a respect, a courtesy to our more sensitive audience, I did not throw any of these cigars. Wonderful. You dropped, just it, dropped it. All right, guys. <laughs> drop the uh, in order to continue this episode, you've got to go to Cigars Daily Plus for the after party. That's the only way to watch this episode. This is how we get out from in front of the prying eye of big tech and protect our legacy as cigar media. It's also the only place where you can learn more about the super secret new for me and uh, learn Some more me. about the uh, El Rey del Mundo Shade Grown and the uh, Diesel 
vintage vintage series. i keep wanting to say diesel disciple and a bunch of other stellar cigars out there so join us for that after party where we can say all the stuff we want to say do all the stuff we want to do and it's like the living room of our show so oh, come over yeah. there for the after party we'll see you guys in just a second on cigars daily plus bye now hello bye bye now I'm ready. I'm authentically giving these guys more of these cigars, by the way. There we go. I'm only keeping the ones I don't have duplicates of because we, I'm a we, we appreciate What's that you. one in that front of you? I'm shellfish. With the silver? Yeah, what's that one? This is Agonorsa Leaf's new Anniversario Connecticut. Ooh. One Ooh. that I'm like super duper excited about. So. That looks gas. Okay, okay. All right, Brent Nye says ETA and West Tampa Sampler. As soon as I sit down and do it. Which just needs to just needs to come to the top of my list where I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do this right now. And that's somewhere below, oh my God, I have to do this right now, or everything's gonna fail, which is like most of the things. There's a difference in leadership between doing things that are important versus doing things that are urgent. Good leaders do things that are important and not just things that are urgent. I'm in the urgent category a lot of the time. It's a pain in the ass. All right, guys, welcome to the after party. This is the place where you can say all the shit you can't say on YouTube. Yes. Like I can yeah. tell you guys this, for instance, go check out the new cigars tonight, at least the diesel vintage series. There we God, go. Not Disciple. The diesel vintage series and the uh, El Rey del Mundo Shade Grow. Terrence is going to be my cigar so sayer for the rest good. of the time. Uh, <laughs> both of those are on there. There's a coupon code down below. You guys jump on Cigars Daily and check them out there. And uh, I'm going to keep taking your me. comments here. So keep posting them. We got, uh, we just can't put them up on the screen, but Billy will read and them. You messed it us. up again, Tim. Did this what is from I Luke Martineau. Martino. I guess picks of the week don't exist anymore. Oh shit. I say we do a fancy pick of the week in the after party. Whoa. Let's go a little roll. Let's go undercover. for So this same. week's pick of the week that I did not do during the show. And I feel legitimately bad about it. This week's pick of the week. Uh, comes from the, the Cigars week. Daily Nation face. Thank you very much. <laughs> comes from the Cigars Daily Nation Facebook group. And I'm curious about this because I think that you guys have a good answer to this. Joseph A. put this out there. He's a stud. He says, it started to rain, so I put up a cheap, impromptu cigar lounge, which is like a tent. It's a tent with mesh sides on it and apparently the perfect thing to put up when you have got some rain and you still want to smoke a cigar. That seems like a type of thing that pops up pretty quick too. Is this Mike, a hashtag cigar tent summer edition? Ooh, <laughs> oh, summer edition of hashtag cigar tent. My question to you guys is what's the weirdest thing you've ever done in order to be able to smoke a cigar? What's the um, weirdest thing you've ever done? Like Terrence put up probably a cigar tent. Say. <laughs> can't say. Uh, I can say on the after party shit. No, um, I've had to use random things because my fingernails weren't long enough. So I had to use like, a chopstick and poked a few holes in the ass of my cigar so I could draw out of it. That works. But there's the fact nothing that we like, call it a cap and not an ass feels like a really missed opportunity. To me. I think you're right. Pop, about pop a couple caps in his ass. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> and scream hallelujah. But, but uh, yeah, no, uh, I don't, I've never been in any weird situations with cigars. No, Billy, I can't say I've done anything weird with it. You're gonna smoke at home in here, Billy. You're like, yeah, it's all set for you. 
Tim made me do some unspeakable things for a cigar <laughs> once. <laughs> yeah, what man. were they? Things I had to do <laughs> for that Woody. I want to make sure that I don't do them again. I'm I need kidding, to do I'm unspeakable kidding, I'm things next. No, time. I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Do unspeakable. We can't do not the double. same old unspeakable shit. You know, you got to make sure that it's fresh. <laughs> All right. Well, drop those down. If you ever done anything weird, and I appreciate Joseph for putting that up in the group. Yeah, I'll try to be more regular about the doing group, the pick of the week. The group. The group All right. is an old fire. Uh, Billy, check for some comments, dude. We got and, one. Yep, go for this it. This is from Dalton Miller. Yeah. I wanted to buy a box of diesel vintage because I've been loving diesel so much and I'm a box whore. But I only have $300 in my bank account, so I bought 10 sticks instead of 20. Well, I respect that. You know, this is something I actually respect and appreciate about you guys. You have a cigar budget. You have to live within your budget. And I get that. That's great. So when you buy your cigars from us, it is tremendously appreciated thank you guys for spending your hard-earned dollars with us especially when there's only 300 of them yes and grevlin says messages not showing up this is my fourth try grevlin says chat messages not working they are working we see them grevlin robot error <laughs> error all right p stanley says cheap that's a 200 dollar tent is it cheap hey what do you do for work i, I you know what? Be like but that there's gotta be up. there's gotta be a cheaper version of that yeah, at Walmart for for forty nine dollars, probably the pop up thing that will blow away the second you breathe your smoke out. Yeah, does that's the people in Portland, Oregon? Hey yo, I was about to say every <laughs> other corner of town. <laughs> every other corner you go downtown, you see a bunch of tents. So I just steal one from one of those moments. <laughs> are you this using that? Are you still using that tent? Yeah, I saw you lighting your crack up in there, but I, I need that for my cigars. <laughs> Sorry, bum. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, what uh if like, i'm gonna grab some of these from down below b detroit love cigar says if ting tim rang my doorbell i would think it was a prank by ashton kutcher does that dude <laughs> still play pranks anymore no he hasn't no. done them since like Who's 2009 isn't johnny knoxville doing it now with like beyonce or some shit like but is he saying that you're is ashton it still kutcher? i don't know i'm i've scrolled down a little bit that might be a reference to something earlier in the show because after that he says papa tim dang tim let's change your birth birth years congrats Tim, Pappy, Tim, Van Winkle cigar. Ooh, I like yeah, that. this already exists, but that that sounds good. Brian Mahone says now they work. Seems to be a delay. Sorry if there's a delay. I'm guessing more people are getting on. Uh, Aaron Brace has used a drill bit for a nubber machinist first world problem, and that's true. We've all used weird stuff to cut cigars before. I don't think anybody's been outside of that. What's the weirdest thing you guys have ever used to cut a cigar? Layton, what have you used? other than a cutter uh, nothing i guess i'm pretty boring damn i've, I've always been prepared so uh oh well i i i go and i go with my gerber looks like a straight razor this is my baby right here i've cut my finger on it like seven times but i love her i got a problem guys what's your problem Tim? I'm getting a mouse hole burn i've gotten Terrence two of those got on mine yeah did you get one on one of these? Yeah, the two on this cigar itself, but I just smoked through it and it's been fine. It's a little wonky, a couple touch-ups, but for a cigar of this price, I don't care. And the flavors Dude, are the still taste is so bang good. Bang. I, I mean, little... it still tastes good, but I mean, like we're literally trying to sell these right now, so that's not good. All I'm saying is you pay for what you get, and what you get is good flavor. It don't mean you know, that you're going to have not have to argue with it. You to know? me, I usually won't scoff at a, at a construction issue with like a $2, 3 $4 cigar. But in the $6 range, like I sort of expect them to be like good, you know, like decent. Mine's burning pretty good. 
All right. Well, I'm going to keep smoking this. Might it's, be user error. It's just got. Hey, I had a, a thirty dollar so. Cohiba Royale, or not Royale, Co- a Cohiba Serie M that just that exploded on me. I also dropped it, they but got way bad. And then it got was just. I mean, it was a thirty dollar cigar, and it had mad construction issues at the wazoo. But it happens. Dalton Miller, he was talking about how you would knock on the ring camera. Oh, if I was knocking down below like this, it would be a prank. You could bet on it. All right. Brian Mahone says, I use a flathead screwdriver. That makes perfect sense. Flathead okay. is a good thing. Uh, probably has some gross stuff on the end of it. Did you smoke a flathead while Did, using If you were smoking a flathead, you get extra I guess I've never that. used a weird thing to cut it because I'll just use my fingernails. And that's like, exactly a cutter. I just use my fingernails. That's exactly or, what it is for me. Uh, now that I have my fingernails, I don't like, I usually won't even use a cutter if there's one around. Can we talk about a guy that says, like, oh, I love cigars? So I was at a pool party and I brought cigars. And I'm like, hey, do you want one of these? He's like, oh, yeah, I love cigars. Oh, yeah, man. And so I show him my little thing, and he sees the Romeo. Can we go back to the part where you showed him your little thing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, keep showing him your little thing, man. That's how he stays around. The water was a little chilly, so it was really cool. So he saw the Romeo. He's like, oh, smoke that guy because it's name brand. He knows, Mm -hmm. like, recognition. So I'm like, here, you can use my cutter. He's like, no, I just bite the cap off. Oh yeah, like, yep. You bites the cigars. end of the cigar off like a jagweed. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, what's wrong with biting the cigar tip off? You can bite the, the tip off the cigar. You can bite the cap off the cigar. But what he's talking about is biting the end off the cigar. Oh, so he oh, no oh. tact. I'm talking about like the way that somebody who would bite the end off a cigar and then the thing would unravel on him. Oh yeah, no, never mind. I was about to say I put I use my canine do a little little serration with it. No, yeah. he just like oh no. Man. And there's a special place in hell for people like that. (laughs) Cigar hell. (laughs) Cigar hell. Oh, that's a great episode. What would cigar hell be like? Would there be no cigars or would they just be bad? They'd just be bad. You're smoking okay cigars, but bad burn issues, and only women with like uh, blue mullets walk around and then you're waiting. Yell at you the whole time. And then it's like mouths. It's like a Buffalo Wild Wing. So no matter what you do, it still takes 99 minutes to get more water. (laughs) No matter which one you go to, I've been to like six whiskey. Like I've been to like six Buffalo Wild Wings around the United States. And why does it take so long to get more water? So just that, water. So that's cigar hell. You can't get water, and the best cigars are there. But every time you try to light one up, they, somebody tells you to stop. Like you can't do that here, and yep. then you forget, and you have, you go do it again, over and over again. I'll buy that. I like that. All right, Billy, get us a couple comments here. Tim, watching. you're getting fired. Oh, whoa! This is from Ko Brooks. Wouldn't hey, any time. future plans for Billy, Terrence, and Layton to post their own reviews? Hashtag. Ooh. Tim, take a break. Hashtag Ooh. Tim, take a hike. Whoa. <laughs> take a hike. Oh, my goodness. Don't you go hiking every day now, though? I do go hiking quite a bit. Yeah, I do I hike. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, these guys want to do that really bad, and I haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. Tim, I got a, I got an idea for you. You know what you should do? Go I, ahead. I'm not even telling you you should do it. But maybe somebody in this room can review the El Rey Del Mundo shade. Just maybe. I don't know. Just, right. just thinking of an idea. Not saying... Anything crazy, but just a maybe, maybe, maybe a Fuente review. Oh. Shrimps. What? <laughs> we shall see. We'll see. <laughs> Look at that smug smile. This I've is got. I love him. So I here's here's what I'll say, and I'll just be as straightforward and honest with you guys as I can. And I this is what I've told the guys in this room already because mm-hmm. we've we've talked about this. I have I have made the mistake of doing social media like content for other people's companies. Now they're both doing that here right now, so it's like. Six of one, half a dozen the other. But uh, I know what's inherent to that. So I want to make sure that if we're doing that here at the shop, that that it's 
good for everybody, equitable for everybody. And both Leighton and Terrence are relatively new. We want to give them some time to really learn the place. Mm -hmm. And really for us, because I can say this here on the after party, Leighton and Terrence work here like full time. And so they're getting like, they're going through the runs of learning the shop and all the procedures that go within. Truthfully, what makes Cigars Daily successful is part this, but mostly a thousand little details that they, the, the two of them do all day long. I do them too, but I do them on the website and on the emails and they do them in the humidor and in the shipping room and in customer service and at the till up front. Like these guys are all over the place all day. Billy works in the insurance industry, so he doesn't need to count for this. Uh, but he, you run Cigars Daily Live's production crew. Yeah, I'll yeah. give you that. Give he's, you my, he's the production manager. I so guess. have we talked about that? Yes. Is it time for that yet? Not yet. But that doesn't mean that that time won't come. So there we go. Now we've dun, now I've dun, put it out. There. I'm going to do it. This is from Nathan, newbie here, looking to make my first Tupperdor, and I was wondering if I end up putting a Spanish cedar shelf in, would I need to season it with a Bovida 84 pack before tossing any sticks in? Not sure if the unseasoned wood would affect new sticks in an airtight environment. Also, what Tupperdor are you using that you could put a shelf in there? I mean, actually, you there, can, there's like, it's a thing now. It's a thing. It's a thing like people are doing. And I, you know, that's a fantastic question. Uh, I would probably do that. I would probably put a little moisture into the wood. And I, I yeah, an 84% Bovida pack would get the job done. If you put that in there uh, with the, with the Tupperware by itself for maybe a few days beforehand and let it get acclimated to the, the humidity that you really want. Mm-hmm. I would think that would be a reasonable thing to do if it's like a whole cedar like shelf or or bin that they go in. If it's just a sheet of Spanish cedar or like a block of Spanish cedar you're going to throw in there, I wouldn't worry about that too much. But if it's like, and I know they have them on Amazon now, it's like actually a, a cedar tray that your cigars go into. Yeah. You can put in the Tupperware. Yeah, there's probably enough cedar that at that point I would at least the first cigars you put in there, it might pull some humidity out. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let it get acclimated for a few days before you put it in there. And you might not even need an 84% Bovida. You yeah. might just need like a 72% Bovida or whatever humidity you're going to use. Put that in there for a few days before you put the cigars in. It may be all that's needed. But I can talk about a little seasoning right now too, because yeah, I just yeah, yeah. got a need. What was it? A need one? Yeah. Uh -huh. A need one, 48 liter. Yep. It's a pretty big fucking dude. Yeah. And I took a couple 65% Bovida, 60 grams, threw about three in there. I just kept opening, looking, trying to see if my, my humidity got to the right point, which it wasn't because I kept opening the damn thing. <laughs> but after like 24 hours, it was ready. So like sometimes seasoning, like let's say a normal desktop humidor will take a little bit of time. But if it's mm -hmm. a tight environment, like a Tupperdor, one of our jars, or something that's really good sealed, like an acrylic, or I'm sorry, like a, like a thermoelectric, it should only take about a day for all that that wood to get all the humidity that it needs. I would also, for me, I'm not very patient with the whole seasoning process. <laughs> you so, and me both. So for that first um, bovida or humidification, whatever that you would put in there, I'd probably just, I'd, I'd throw my cigars in personally, but I would maybe throw in a 69 or 72% bovida in there just to kind of combat that cedar maybe drying some moisture out of the cigars um but then the following bovida i'd go down to my 65 percent that i like sitting at okay there you have it and there it is i love that all right billy get us the next comment these are great questions here everybody's got good stuff uh let's see oh 
This is from Caleb Payne. That's also, the one I was highlighting. Go ahead. Any idea when the Viking Lanceros will be in? I apologize if I missed it in another video. I've been Tim. told that they're going to ship like in a week. Oh, now that's what I was told. So let me just put this out there for you. And I'll give you an example with another cigar. I won't tell you exactly what cigar it is. I don't want to embarrass the cigar maker, but it rhymes with Ractus Wren. Mm. And uh, we actually, this is in the video that I put out today. So Jonas from Blackbird, if you guys remember, when did we talk about the Cactus Wren first? Ooh, when did we first no. talk about the Cactus Wren? Like, when was that? January, February? Yeah, yeah, at the last Tobacco Expo. Yeah, it's yeah. PE. Yeah, so Jonas and I talked about this cigar. And I said, yes, let's do a Cactus Wren. Let's do an exclusive through Cigars Daily. And the Cactus Wren's Arizona State Bird. And I asked him, how long will this take to do? He says, oh, three months. Okay. How many months has it been since February? Give him the benefit of the doubt. About five. It's about five or six months. And they're set to ship at the end of this month. And that is the cigar industry. That's not just Jonas. That's like, and that's not just any single person. These factories run on Latin American time. So like <laughs> eight o'clock is typically eight thirty. CPT is what I call it. Yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to when things are going to ship, there's typically a delay. You can take the time you're given and add a little bit of time, and that's usually when things happen. Some people are better about it than others. Our factory has been doing is they're doing really well actually with our fulfillment times. They're working on getting better. So I'm told that American Viking should be shipping next week. That being said, if it does, I will be floored. So I would expect them to ship and be here around the end of this month. So in about three weeks, I expect to be talking about the Filthy Viking Lanceros. And they'll be in incredibly limited supply. So I saw how many of them I ordered on there. I didn't get a truckload of them. It's truly going to be a limited edition, limited release when they get here for you guys that really love that Lancero. And so that's something you can look forward to. I hope that helps. We got another cigar hell. Uh -oh. This is from Jeff. All cigar caps pre-moistened by some random person. Ooh, and cigar hell? And eh. Cigar hell. Yeah, absolutely. All the cigars are sopping wet or over-humidified. Yep. That ain't too bad. They're served to you by a cigar beetle that hatched out of that cigar. <laughs> Here, you, they all have Here a, you go. They all have a crack on the cap. Yeah, they're all cracked on the... Yeah, yeah I can think of worse things. All right, give me another comment. Billy. This is from Daniel. Anywhere I can buy cellophane for cigars that don't come with. Not that I'm aware of. One time, a cigar manufacturer sent us a package and with cigar boxes. And inside, for the packing material, instead of newspaper, they used cellophanes. There was just thousands upon thousands of cellophanes jamming the edges of this box. And I took them and I was like, these seem useful. I should hold on to these. And then that was sometime at Cigars Daily HQ2. I think we got rid of them when we moved over here because I never found a use for them. And I was like, I'm going to throw these away and I'm going to regret it because someday someone's going to be like, I need some cellophanes. Padrone. And we're not going to have them. Yeah, we could have put all Padrones in cellophane. We're the only ones with Padrones that come in cellophane. All right, Billy, what's the next one? Kurt, your comments are working. So they're coming through, man. Good. Uh, oh, okay. This is for Terrence. Oh, hey. All right. This is from Dalton Miller. Terrence. Is that the 150 count humidor? Cause I have the 150 count and all I've had is trouble for the past six months. I think the seal is bad. Still trying to fix it. Uh, I, Tim is mine the 150 count or is it the 300 count? I think he's got I the don't 300. Know. I think it's the 300 and my seal is thankfully good. My, I put 65% bovidas in there and it's chilling at 63, which is 
perfect for me because 65 is still a little too moist for my liking. But for me, I just got a, I just got lucky and I got a really good seal from a really good guy for a really good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Slight bars. All right. Um, I see a few humidor and Tupperware questions on here. I want to get the one from Ryan. My need one 48 liter is full along with two Tupper doors. Any recommendations for a bigger humidor? I'm going to make one, but you're not going to like it, but you really should do this. You it know what is, you should do? Get you know a cigar shop. <laughs> it, open a cigar shop. That Ooh. always works. Um, the uh, um, New Air 2000 count humidor. Jeez. It's a lot of money. It's like over $1,000, but it's the best fucking humidor that I've ever used. Like I, you know, it's got internal, internal humidification, internal. it heats and it cools. The trays slide out really easy. Ooh. It's not just like some cheap Chinese factory knockoff thing. It's actually new airs thing though. It's very probably made in China. Like, but it is, the, it is the finest humidor I have used. I reviewed it here on the channel and, uh, and, I gave it to Jim afterwards because I really wanted him to have a nice one at home. So he keeps it there and keeps it full and it's like, looks really good. But that is one of the best damn humidors I've ever used. And, and again, it's the Cadillac of humidors. Like that's why the thing is so damn expensive. But if you've got a lot of cigars, you want to keep your, your collection in the absolute best uh, like condition that you can, that'd be a way to go. But if you want to save some money and you've already got a need one 48 liter, Another need one forty eight liter would be the most affordable way to go. What are those things? They list for like three hundred dollars. Yeah, just you could probably so stack you could, them on each other too. You could stack them. You can arrange them really cool in your man cave and put them next to each other. However you want to do it, that's not a bad way to go. Probably uses a little bit more power, but more power, more, baby. More power, We're all into baby. cigars. We're not worried about that. that. We're just worried about the the value of our cigars. Yes. All right. What do you got, really? AR one twenty five. Tupperdoor humidors absolutely maintain great humidity, mm -hmm. but nothing matches the aroma when opening your wooden humidor. That's Agreed. true, which is facts. Yeah, but with the Tupperdoor, you can do you can use Spanish cedar. Like you can like put some on the inside of the lid if you want, or on the bottom of the thing, and you can get a similar experience. I'm a huge proponent of Tupperware acrylic uh, refrigerated humidors, the Frigidor things. I'm a huge proponent of those mason jar. And like, uh, even though I say this all the time, it doesn't seem to hurt our sale of wooden humidors, which we sell like a stupid amount of those things do require some dialing in. And I've had plenty of those things. I even still have some now. Hell, I actually bought a wooden humidor for myself at this trade show. Really? Yeah. I'll show you guys afterwards. I feel like wooden humidors are like traditional smoking and not like the pellet smokers. Like you Ooh, yeah, have yeah, to like yeah. Maintain it. Exactly. It's a hobby. You have okay. to like work it. Yep. Yeah. Or a Tupper door is your pellet where you just set it and forget it. And you you're damn straight about that. I'm Man, gonna, that I'm gonna a good steal analogy. That. I'm gonna steal that for a humidor video. Thank you, Billy. I'm also gonna take credit for it. Trademark. Uh, trademark. <laughs> you, uh, if you say trademark, that doesn't actually trademark it, Billy. You know that, right? Damn it. <laughs> just saying it doesn't work. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tim Nudd says, Tim, would you ever sell a handmade real wood? Uh, well-made desktop humidors and cigars daily. Hell no. I have one here in the studio. I'm not even going to go get it because they're so heavy. I mean, they're ridiculously heavy. It's the one on top of that one. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. No, no, somebody no, yeah. sent me this. Man Waring is his name on, on Instagram. He sent me a real wooden humidor and it's amazing. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Beautiful, you yeah. can find real wood humidors online, but A, how expensive they are to me makes them cost prohibitive. A, a hundred and a hundred count. I'm looking at a 100 count desktop real wooden humidor costs 
$400 online. Mm -hmm. When a 100 count fake, you know, plywood humidor from China costs $69 online. Like it's nice. just like the difference is insane in price. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to spend that much on a real wood humidor, you might as well get a nice refrigerated humidor with real Spanish mm -hmm. cedar shelves. That's going to give you a similar experience. Yep. And I think control the humidity with less concern. Like if you really want a real wood made humidor, there's people that sell them online. They're just so damn expensive. I, I, I think I can piggyback off what Billy said because that is like a real enthusiast passion and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Like for me, the, I, this pin right here, you guys know I'm a slut for stationery. I spent entirely way too much fucking money on a fountain pen from Japan and it writes the exact way that I want it to. But you could just go to fucking Staples and get 10, 10 pins for like $5. You yeah. don't have to go into hundreds of dollars or all the nerdy shit just to get something good. But when you want that enjoyment, that's where you start nerding out about things. And it's the real passion behind it. That's when you start spending the more money. How much does that uh, human or behind you cost? If you the wooden one behind me. Yeah. So I got this thing when I was at TNT cigars. I literally traded it for an iPad. And uh, it was with shipping. Like. I, I got a deal on it, though. Mm. That's the thing. I got a deal from a manufacturer because I bought from that manufacturer. I think the list price on it was $1,200 okay. and mm. shipping was $400. Damn. And it's Sounds like Canada, it's, eh? It's actually worked pretty damn good. Like, I, I, I've i been impressed with the quality of this wooden humidor behind me. But it, again, it's so much more maintenance intensive than any of the other humidors I have. Even I got a question here from Brent Nye. Right. No, Tim, so you ever get your wide humidor set up right? I saw you did a video on the fourth. So this is the one I have at home. It's a it's a wine door. It's a wine cooler converted into a humidor. So it's got a condenser motor in it, not a thermoelectric motor. That's what you want for cigars, thermoelectric. So I just don't plug the damn thing in. I don't control the temperature in it. My wife keeps the house ridiculously cold anyway. It's always like 72 degrees in there. So I can just leave a humidor unplugged. But the humidity in that thing is nuts. If I introduce any humidity into it, it skyrockets. And it goes just way, way, way too high on humidity. So now I'm using Bovida 65% packs to try to like stabilize the thing. And it seems to be steadily climbing. I'm thinking about like doubling or tripling the number of Bovidas in there just because I, I want it to go faster. Because again, like you, Leighton, I don't want to wait. Right. Like I don't, I don't want to wait for this to happen. I just want it to happen. Make it happen now. So that's how I'm doing with it. I'm getting a little impatient. Tomorrow's my day off. I might very well do that. <laughs> we want to end. Well, we don't have to end, but. End on a happy note. Let's okay. On a happy note. This is from Gibson Manson. Tim, any chance of getting any discounts for first responders or military? Oh. Like my fourth National Firefighter Memorial Day or Veterans Day, May 4th. Uh, Gibson Manson, just email us at hello at cigarsdaily.com and Terrence or Layton will set that up for you. That we'll is take care good. of you. Just send us a verification that you are a first responder and or a veteran and we'll be able to take care of you. Just, just email at hello at cigarsdaily.com. And we'll get right on it. Yeah, dude. That's a great question. Thank mm -hmm. you. We actually have completely blown our time for tonight. I want to thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for this episode. There are so many new blends coming out. And I'm so excited to review all of them. From the Charter Oak, Pegnataro, and Pascale. The new Placencia Alma Del Forte Natural and the Robusto size. As soon as I can get enough of that to do a review, I will. The Red Meat Lovers Club. Oh, yeah. I ordered so much of that. Literally, one of these two is going to get physically injured unpacking the ship when it gets here. It's going <laughs> to be amazing. Be 
Uh, and then the new Attic series, the Matapa, the new Placencia Cosecha 151. And there's a ton more from Aganorsa and all the other great brands out there. It's going to be an amazing rest of the summer and fall this year. So thank you guys for mm -hmm. hanging out with us. Stay tuned for another great episode next week. And this is Tim and the whole crew signing off for okay, Cigars Daily. We'll see you next Monday. And live your fucking lives. That's right.